Hey church, it's Brother Scotty with a word for you today, tonight. Whatever time you might be watching this or listening to this, I am just excited to be able to share my heart with you over these next few minutes. And I just have a sense in my heart that God has a word of encouragement for you today. You know, we need encouragement. We live in a world and in a, in a, a culture where there are a lot of negative things that are going on on a daily basis. And what a great privilege and joy it is and an honor for us just to get into the Word of God together. You know, the entrance of God's Word brings light. It brings life to us. And I just pray that over these next few minutes, uh, you're going to feel hope spring up inside of you. Your faith is going to rise. You're going to let God arise. And as we let God arise <clears throat> through His Word, through uh, uh, the, the preaching and teaching of the Word of God, the Word says that then the enemies of God and your enemies, the enemies of your destiny, the enemies of your calling are scattered. And I just speak that over you today. Bless God. You're getting ready to move in. Listen to this, and this is what we're going to be talking about uh, today. You are getting ready to have open doors in your life and move into a new season. Oh, I'm telling you, it's time. It is time, it is time, it is time for you to begin to move into a new place in your life, to sense the moving of God's Spirit. I tell you, we don't just need to have battles in our life. Our life should not just be battle after battle after battle. Watch this. Our life should also be filled with blessing and with breakthrough. Glory to God. So I am declaring over you today, as this word is released, and I hope you'll reach out by faith right now. You know, I want this word to bless you, but in order for it to bless you, you've got to mix faith with what you hear. You've got to mix faith today or tonight or whatever time that you're watching this with what I share with you from the word of God. So get your faith stirred up. And I believe it is time to move out of the battle season for God to open doors into your life to move into the blessing and to the breakthrough season. So I wish you would declare over your life right now, over your situations, whatever it is you might be facing, it is my time for doors to be open. <clears throat> it is my time for breakthrough to come in my life. And it is my time to move into a new season. Glory to God. Boy, I feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit all over that. So, get your heart ready. Get your Bible ready. Open your Bible if you're, if you're where you can. And follow along with me. Mark these scriptures. My Bible is so marked up, and that's a great thing. Uh, mark it up. Uh, make it special for yourself. And let the Word of God come alive in your life today. You know, of course, one of my favorite people to study and look at their life is Paul. And uh, Paul, though he is not known for what I'm going to talk to you about today, uh, he is one of the strongest praisers and worshipers, I believe, in all of the Bible. Paul knew some secrets to break through. Paul knew some secrets for open doors. Paul knew some secrets about moving into a new season in life. And so if you're following along with me, let, let's get some insight from Paul's life 
on how he handled difficulty and how God opened doors for the Apostle Paul who wrote so much of the New Testament who has had such a great impact on all of our lives, the revelation that God brought through him. But in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, we're going to start there, verses 16 through 18. Listen to what Paul says, and he's going to give us some insight about life, uh, about handling difficulty, and then we're going to tie this together with some other scriptures. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, beginning at verse 16. Therefore we do not lose heart. Don't you lose heart today. Paul didn't. Therefore we do not lose heart, he says, even though our outward man is perishing, even though there are things on the outside that I'm dealing with that are hard and difficult, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day, he says. For our light affliction. Let's, let's pause there for just a moment. Do you know what Paul considered light affliction? If you look over in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, here's what Paul considered light afflictions. He went through beatings. He was beaten with whips and with rods. Uh, he was shipwrecked. He was bitten by snakes. He was hungry and thirsty. But he considered this light afflictions. He, in other words, in, in our vernacular of today, Paul would say, hey, you know what? No big deal. And the reason Paul could say that was he had an eternal perspective on everything that happened in his life. And there was something, listen, there's a thread that operates through Paul's life that helped him keep an eternal perspective on everything that happened to him in life that you and I need to get a, a hold of. And that was why Paul was able to say, hey, all of this stuff that's happened to me, it is no big deal. So he says, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Watch this. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. I want you to know the kingdom of God is invisible, but it is more real than even the world that you and I live in. And that is hard for us to wrap our brain around, but it's true. Because what we live in and what I live in, and even on a personal basis, watch this, what I live in flows out of what I can't see with my natural eye. And the enemy doesn't want you and I to access the kingdom that you can't see because he knows that if we ever get an eternal perspective, if we ever get a hold of the fact that there is a world that is more real than the one we see with our natural eye, it will rock our world. It will change everything for us. So, here's what we're saying. Paul has an eternal perspective on life. And the enemy wants to blind us and keep us focused only on the things that we can see with our natural eye. But Paul had an eternal perspective on life because Paul knew that there were things that, that he could not see that were going to operate in the natural world once he got a hold of them that would change everything. See, the, the supernatural, oh my goodness, what's this? The supernatural in our lives changes the natural. That's the key. And Paul knew that praise and worship would connect him to the world 
of the supernatural, the world of the eternal. I don't know if you ever thought about this, but I was reading just this morning, just in my devotions, in, in Revelation chapter 5, and, and praise and worship is something that we're going to do for, et- for eternity. The four and twenty elders, they fall before the throne, and they offer the, their worship and praise, and, and they sing, Worthy are you, Lord. You were slain from the foundation of the world. And day and night, <clears throat> worship is going on. And it is a beautiful scene there in eternity. We're going to worship God. Praise and worship ties us to eternity. Listen, and it moves us into a world that is beyond the world that we can see. Let me, let me establish some things here as we, as we get into this, and then we're going to go back to Paul. But in Psalms chapter 8, verse 2, it said, the word says this, Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies, What's this? That you may silence the enemy and the avenger. Now, let me read that to you in the NIV. It's a little bit more clear. Through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies. What's this? To silence the foe and the avenger. If you want the enemy to shut up, if you want the enemy to flee, I tell you, Get your praise on. Put your praise on. Paul knew this. In spite of adverse circumstances and things that were going against him, Paul knew that as he worshiped God, that as he praised God, that as he uh, tied himself to the world that he could not see with his natural eye, that the enemy had to flee. And it would silence the voices of the enemy and, and the circumstances in his life would no longer have power over him. He would have power over them. That's Psalms 8 too. Listen to this. Hebrews 13, 15. Therefore by him, talking about Jesus, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise that is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. And and. and The Word says that we're supposed to continually do that. But not only that, listen, let's go back to Psalms. Psalms 145, verse 3. We're establishing some truth here. Listen. Great is the Lord. Everybody knows that. Listen, we live to make a big deal about God. The next time somebody tries to insult you by saying, hey, you are just making way too big a deal out of God, take it as a compliment. We're supposed to make a big deal about God. God is a big deal Great is the Lord. And everybody would agree to that. Every born-again believer would agree. Oh, yes, Brother Scotty, great is the Lord. Paul knew it. I know it. Everybody knows it. Great is the Lord. But what about the last part of that verse? Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. I don't want to just know that God is great. I want to demonstrate that God is great. By the praise of my lips, by the offering of myself, by getting in agreement with what God says about me. I live to make a big deal out of God, not just on Sunday, but on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You get the point. Seven days a week. It is our call to make a big deal out of God. But listen, Paul knew, and I believe this with all of my heart, Paul knew that the key to having open doors in his life and for new seasons to be birthed. Paul knew this. He knew that praise and worship was essential 
to have an open doors of opportunity that we're going to manifest in his life. And the same thing is true for you and I. Let's look in Acts chapter 16 as we get into this. In Acts chapter 16, uh, we'll read from the uh, New King James first, and then we'll uh, probably also look at it in the message for just a moment. Then the multitude rose up together against them, Paul and Silas, and the magistrates uh, tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. Again, this goes back to, to some of the light afflictions that Paul talked about. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison, fastened their feet in the stocks. Boy, there's some of you right now, you feel like you're in that inner prison. You feel like you've been tied down. You feel like you're weighted down. Boy, God's got a word, God's got a, a word of release for you today. But at midnight, oh my goodness, midnight. I'm trying to not stop and preach this as I go. But at midnight, Paul and Silas, watch this, they were praying and singing hymns to God. Let me just say this. I don't need to wait until I need to be strong to get strong. Are you hearing me? I need to be prepared before I I need to be strong. I need to already be strong. That's why I'm walking in praise and worship. I don't want to wait till I get in prison to learn about praise and worship, uh, uh, glorifying God. I don't want to wait till I'm in prison to, to, to begin to discover how great my God is. I want to get strong now so that when the time comes that I need to be strong, I am strong. I hope you're getting a hold of this. That's why we prepare ourselves on a regular basis. Listen, Paul and Silas were already strong before they needed to be strong. That's why I sow the Word of God into my heart every day. That's why we need to sow the Word of God into our hearts and into our lives every day. That's why we need to enter into praise and worship on a regular basis so that when the time comes that maybe suddenly you, you find yourself being thrown into that inner prison or you find yourself in a situation where you feel like your feet are in stocks and, and, and uh, you, you look around you and, and there are things going on that that are really troubling to you, before I get there, I want to already be strong so that when the time comes, I'll have this same revelation working in my life that these two great men of God had. Well, let's, let's go on with the story. At midnight, what were they doing? They were praying and singing hymns to God. Listen to this. And the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, oh, I'm telling you, there's a suddenly coming in your life. When you begin to praise God like Paul did, when you begin to get an eternal perspective on life like Paul did, suddenlies are going to be birthed in your life. I am releasing that prophetically over you and me today. There are suddenlies, there suddenly's doors are going to be open. Suddenly's new seasons are going to come. Suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. The foundations, watch this, of what held them in bondage were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. My goodness, there is so much, so much powerful truth in this. But let's, let's read it in, uh, in the, uh, the message, same passage out of Acts. After beating them black and blue, they threw them into jail telling the jailkeeper to put them under heavy guards so there would be no chance of escape. And he did just that. Threw them into the maximum security cell in the jail 
and clamped leg irons on them. Along about midnight, Paul and Silas were at prayer and singing a robust hymn to God. I love that, a robust hymn to God. They weren't just being quiet. They weren't just being passive and submissive. But the other prisoners could not believe their ears. Listen, people around you will say, what are you doing making such a big deal out of God when you're going through this? Don't you understand how serious this is? Well, the other prisoners could not believe what they were hearing. The other prisoners could not believe their ears. Then, without warning, a huge earthquake. The jailhouse tottered. Every door flew open and all of the prisoners were loosed. Oh my goodness, so much here. So much here. What a powerful, powerful story. One of the main things that I want us to get about this And boy, I hope you'll get a hold of this for your situation, for where you are, and for what you're dealing with. There are doors in our life that are only going to be opened that are are closed right now that can only be opened by presence. You know, you ever go to a store somewhere where when you walk up, your presence causes that door to automatically open? Listen, here's the point. It was the presence of God that opened the doors and set the prisoners free. There are things in your life that are closed right now that are going to be opened as they are activated by the very presence of Almighty God. As Paul and Silas, boy, I can feel this. My goodness, church, this is so powerful. As Paul and Silas worship God, as they got an eternal perspective on what they were going through and began to glorify a hymn, singing a hymn in that inner prison, the presence of God filled that place. I'm going to tell you, there is no place in your life that is too dark. There is no situation that is too dire. There is nothing that is going on in your life right now that the presence of God cannot change. Oh, hear me, church. Doors will open and new seasons will be birthed as we invite the presence of God through our praise, through our worship, through opening our mouth and declaring, Lord, you are good and your mercy endures forever. Opening our mouth and declaring, you don't have to have a band. I mean, I'm all for it. I am... We, we need all the help we can get. And I thank God for the worship team and, and for all of those who lead us in worship. But that should just be uh, the, the launching point for us that takes us into our week so that we are constantly aware that our praise and our worship invites the presence of God. And when the presence of God fills that situation that you're walking through, when the presence of God saturates uh, that prison cell, Oh, I tell you, there are doors that are presence-activated that are going to open. I want you to see yourself right now going in one of these stores and, and walking up to that place and realizing that God is walking up to that door in your life. God is walking up to that place that has been bound with chains, that has held you back and, and kept you captive, and the very presence of God is opening that door. Oh, I believe that uh, right now in your life. Open up your heart and receive it and begin to worship Him and invite the presence of God into that situation. But not only that, 
there are doors that that are presence activated, but also the Bible says that, uh, and I think this is not a coincidence, that they b- begin to do this at uh, at midnight. Now, that is not always the best time. I don't know about you, but, well, I do know about you. I think you're like me. There are times in the night seasons when your problems can get really big, seem huge, seem overwhelming. You wake up in the night and, and you begin to meditate and um you think you think about all these things that have going on that midnight midnight in other words in the middle of something bad not you know not necessarily before when you see it or or even after it but right in the middle of it midnight they were in that inner prison things are bad some battles are surface but some are even so deep that they will cut you to the core and this is where they found themselves But even when you serve God, listen, there are going to be seasons when troubles hit you. There are going to be times of adversity and and attacks. There are going to be things that you don't always have the answers for and you won't always understand why you're going through them. But listen, just because you don't have the answers and don't have complete understanding for them, you still have faith for them. I don't have to have complete understanding in order to have faith for something. That's called trusting God. That's called believing God. But when you get in that situation at midnight, in the middle of it, when it's all raging, realize and know that God has a plan. God has a purpose. God has a way of delivering you and me. They were going through their darkest hour. Here I am. And you know what they could have said? Watch this. Now they're at midnight. They're in the middle. They could have said, you know, we have been preaching and teaching and sacrificing for the kingdom of God. Sometimes you can feel that way. Lord, I've been doing everything I know to do. I've been praying. I've been doing this. I've been doing that. Why is all this happening? Why am I going through this? But you know what? They made a deliberate choice and a decision not to give themselves to those questions, but by faith. Did you hear what I said? They didn't have all the answers for why they were where they are. They didn't have complete understanding, but they had faith for it. They made a deliberate decision to, by faith, begin to offer up what we read in Hebrews, the sacrifice of praise. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks unto His name. My God, they didn't rehearse everything that had happened to them. They were giving thanks to God for what He was doing in their life. So they weren't at midnight rehearsing their problem, talking to each other about how terrible it was. And the reason I believe that they did this was because they knew, first of all, it was in their heart. They were already prepared before they ever had to be strong. But I also believe that both of these mighty men of God knew this, that praise changes the atmosphere. You want a change in your atmosphere? You want a change in your situation? begin to walk in praise. They knew that praise changed the atmosphere. And so, watch this. At midnight, that is the coming together of two seasons. Midnight is the closing out of one particular segment and the opening of another. The coming together of two things. One is finishing. One day is finishing. And another day is starting. And here's the key to this. Let praise be the thing that takes you out of one season and into the next. You know, 
I've ministered to a lot of people through the years. And I want to encourage you, be very careful about how you end one season of your life. Don't allow people, things that you don't understand, circumstances to cause you, oh, hear this, to close out a season of your life bitter, hurt, full of hate and strife and unforgiveness. Don't allow a season of your life to close out that way. Listen, that midnight for them could have ended with them blaming God. It could have ended with them saying, God, how come we've been doing this and now look where we are and look what happened and and God, you have failed me. You have turned your back on us and, and why are we here? They refused to end that part, that season, and let it end on a sour note. Instead, they decided at midnight, I believe that's I believe it's powerful. It's very subtle, but it's very powerful. At midnight, they said, we're going to end this season, this part of our day, with our worship lifted up to God. We're going to praise God. We're going to glorify Him. We're going to give Him thanks. We're going to find something to focus on, to be thankful for. And here's, here's, here's something that's very important. The reason this is so important for you and me is, listen church, the way you end one season of your life is how you're going to begin the next. Don't go from one season, from one midnight into the next day carrying a bunch of baggage with you. Carrying a bunch of hurt and pain and, and excess weight from everything that you've been through in, in the past. Lay it down at the feet of Jesus. And the way you do that is by offering Him worship, your praise, your thanksgiving, opening your mouth. And by faith, even when you don't understand and, and you don't have all the answers for a problem, you have faith for that problem. And you demonstrate that by offering God the fruit of your lips, giving thanks unto His name. Lord, I worship You. I praise You. And even though I've been through a hard season, I give you thanks as I come to this midnight time. Because how I end one season is how I'm going to start the next. And I'm not going into this next season with a bunch of stuff tied on me, with a bunch of bags that somebody else packed for me. I am going into this season, this next season of my life, with a fresh start. And the way I do that is by offering Him praise. So at midnight... They're offering praise. We're going, to let, we're going to let praise close out one season of our life and praise release the new season of our life. Praise will release you, watch this, from where you have been to where you are going. Woo, that's good. I said praise will release you from where you have been to where you are going. You know, I believe that they could have stayed in that inner prison longer than God intended for them to, and even longer than God's timing, longer than God's will, uh, would would have wanted them to stay there by, by giving themselves to the wrong things and by meditating on the wrong things. Anger, hurt, resentment, all of those things that we've talked about. Listen, anger, hurt, resentment, and unforgiveness will keep you in that inner prison too long. Well, I'm declaring over you today, it's time to break out of that. It's time to release it, let it go, and let God 
deliver you today. Amen? So, when you're in the middle of two things, here's the point. When you're in the middle, some, some people call it the messy middle, whatever you want to call it, open your mouth, begin to give God praise, and then watch what happens. Watch Him open doors. The enemy wants you to stay in that season. But you know what? Here's another powerful lesson from this. They opened their mouth and began to give Him praise. They closed out that season by giving God glory. And their praise produced fallout. Praise is an atmosphere changer. You want to change the atmosphere somewhere? Just begin to praise God. They were in a place of death. They were in a place of bondage. They were in a place of darkness. They were in a place of hopelessness. And when they began to worship God and praise God, everybody was looking around saying, what in the world are they doing? Don't they know how bad it is? You ever have somebody kind of look at you when you're walking through a hard time and don't understand why you're responding like you are, why you're able to walk in victory like you are, why you're able to praise God like you are and look at you like, what is wrong with you? That's because they don't have a revelation and understanding of what I've been telling you today and what you know. And that is, your praise produces fallout, Praise changes the atmosphere. Paul and Silas, by faith, begin to worship God. They begin to praise Him. They begin to lift their voices. And everybody in that building, because they did, the fallout from their praise not only opened, my God, get this. Oh, this is awesome. That praise that they walked in by faith not only opened their doors, it opened other people's doors. The atmosphere shifted. The whole culture of where they were began to change. Even people in authority. If you go read the rest of the story, which we didn't have time to do, today you go read the rest of the story, one of the jailers gets born again. Praise changes the atmosphere. Everybody in the building had their prison doors open. These men felt the burdens and the chains in the atmosphere of that prison. So Paul and Silas weren't just praising for themselves. They were praising for those that were around them. Sometimes your praise is about more than just you. Oh, somebody needs to hear that. Sometimes you're... You know, I have have been to hospital rooms. I have been to places of death and, and pain where people have had such traumatic things happen to them. Their strength was gone. Their physical strength was gone. I have stood by hospital beds and held a hand and realized that their physical strength was so weak that they could not lift their voice, but I have watched family and other believers gather around them and begin to lift up praise, begin to worship God, and watched it change the atmosphere in that person's life, even in their place of weakness. As we begin to praise for them, there are people that I know, personally know, that are alive and well today that two years ago, stood by their hospital bed, heard the diagnosis. It looked so hopeless and so helpless. But as we began to gather around them and literally begin to praise God, the atmosphere shifted. Everything changed. And they're alive and well and serving God today. Thank you, Jesus. Praise produces 
fallouts. It changes the atmosphere. It produces evangelism. It can change cities. It can change communities. It can change everything. And so I want to wrap this up in just the next next couple of minutes here with just going back over and give you some basic points of teaching from this Word today. You know, you ask the question, how long would Paul and Silas have stayed had they not prayed, had they not worshipped, and had they not given praise to God? I don't want to stay stuck somewhere not one second longer than is necessary by refusing to get my heart and my mouth in agreement with the Word of God. Paul and Silas had their prison doors open because of the presence, the presence that their praise and worship attracted. Next time you feel like, boy, God, I need you in this place in my life so bad, just begin to worship Him. And you don't have to say the words. You know, praise is more than saying praise God, praise God, praise God. That's okay if that's all you can do. But just begin to tell Him how good He is. Begin to sing to Him. You know you sound good in your car. You know you sound good in the shower. Go ahead. Let it loose. Begin to worship Him. Begin to praise Him. Begin to just tell Him, God, you are so good. I love you. I may not can see it right now, but Lord, I know there is a world. There is a world that is more real than the world that I see. And I tap into that place in the eternal with my praise and worship. Something that I'm going to do for all eternity when we all gather in heaven. We're going to worship God. The key to the open door in your life, the key to the next season in your life is in your praise and worship. Attract the presence of God by giving of ourselves to Him. And here's the bottom line. The prison wasn't big enough or strong enough to hold God's presence. If you feel yourself being restricted, constrained, that there are limits on your life by where you find yourself right now, I'll tell you what will break that open. The presence of God. You know, that that small space, it can't handle the presence of God. God's presence is too big. The earth shook. God sat down. Oh, hallelujah. Boy, I wish I could stand up and preach this. They begin to praise God. They begin to worship Him. And God sat down in that prison cell. And when God sat down, it shook. Oh, my God. Lord, take a seat in these places in our lives. Have a seat, God. We offer you. We make a throne for you. We build a throne for you in our situation. We build a throne for you in this difficulty and in this hardship. And we invite you, Lord, come in. Have a seat. Put your feet up, God. Get comfortable and stretch out. And when God takes a seat and He stretches out, the prison doors swing open. The earth shakes. Because that situation... That place that you find yourself, I tell you what, it can't contain your God. Glory be to God. I hope you're feeling this like I am. The doors ripped open when God made Himself comfortable. A couple more points and we're going to wrap this up. Sometimes the thing that closes out one chapter, in fact, most of the time, the things that will close out one chapter of your life and take you to the next chapter is going to be your praise. Not only that, and this is in, oh, this is powerful. Oh, my goodness. I hope we can somehow get this 
on words across the screen so you'll never forget it. Write it down. Put it in your notebook and your phone like I do. Put it where you'll be before you. The dawning of your next season is in your mouth and in your heart. It's not out there somewhere. I'm going to tell you, it's in here and it's in here. The dawning of your next season is in your mouth. Begin to open your mouth and get in agreement with God. Well, Brother Scotty, how do I know? How do I know what God... Well, I'll tell you this. God's great. And so if you begin to declare how great He is and how good He is and how wonderful He is and how much love He has, you're in agreement with God. Begin to open your mouth and get in agreement with God. The dawning of your next season. Listen, and the open door for you is in your mouth. Doors are about to open. Things are about to shift in your life into a new dimension, and the key is in your heart. It's in your mouth. Start praising. Oh, here, I'm going to close with this. i gotta, I got I to gotta end this, but I tell you, my heart is just so full and so overflowing. Start praising some possibility into your life. How many of you, oh, I wish I could get your interaction on this, but I'm by faith, I'm hearing you answer. How many of you are believing for some new possibilities? You're believing for for some open doors. You're believing for a new season. You're believing for things to open up for you like never before. Well, I tell you, start praising some possibilities in your life. Release God. Turn God loose and let Him go. Make a throne for God. Make a place for God. And you do it with the words of your mouth, the meditation of your heart, by offering the sacrifice of praise. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks unto his name all right church i gotta go but i tell you i have had so much fun today i hope this has been a blessing to you and whatever time or season you're listening to this i am just prophesying and declaring a shift i'm declaring open doors it is your time for open doors and a new season i wish you would just join with me and say right now thank you jesus i give you praise it's my time for open doors and a new season. God bless you. See you next time. We love you. Bye-bye.